Welcome to HBRV Lifestyle, the podcast. This is the Honey Badger. It's what the HB stands for. And I'm here to give it to you straight in the RV business like I do every week. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, welcome. Uh, if this is the first time that you have visited this podcast, I started this a little bit ago just to give a fresh perspective on the RV business and where it's going, how it's going, and basically how it's going, where it's going to go, and how we got here. Okay. Now, I do want to say for those that have been following me, whether you follow me on my regular YouTube channel, HB RV Lifestyle, so there's the podcast channel and the regular channel. If you follow me on either one, if you've worked with me, worked for me, and the dealership level, you guys are all going to find this a very special, special episode. And you're probably wondering, how is that possible? Well, I'm going to give you my 2023 crystal ball. Because everybody wonders where I get my crystal ball from. I'll never give away my secrets. But I will give away my predictions for 2023. And I got other things in line for you guys that are going to be absolutely cool as we ring in the new year. First of all, I want to apologize that I did not do a Christmas week episode. I was dog sick. I try to let everybody know on social media so that way everybody's like, where did the honey badger go? And I also want to thank everybody. I'm going to go through the thanking in a minute. But let's start with the predictions for 2023. First of all, I want to make everything very clear. Prices, prices are going to go back up. To profitability in 2023. So a lot of folks, uh, I, I've gotten emails from my channel. I've gotten a lot of comments on the YouTube videos. Well, you said RV prices are crashing or correcting, correct? And I go, yes. Used <coughs> is going to be very difficult. If you own a coach, you own a trailer, a toy hauler, a fifth wheel, doesn't matter. And you owe almost what you paid for it. You're going to be in a lot of hurt next year if you want to trade in or if you want to sell it. Doesn't mean it's not possible, but if you go to my channel, my HBRV Lifestyle channel, I've got a few videos that will help you understand how that market's going to go. And I'm going to release another video. Uh, when I get on the road here next week after the first week of January, that will also help you understand how to sell your trailer or your toy haul or whatever or trade it in without feeling like you're getting punched in the gut. Okay? Because it's going to feel like a punch. Where I'm talking about raising prices is prices are going to go up on new stuff on dealers' lots. Even if it's a 2022. Now, it's not going to go up dramatic, guys. We're not talking about everything is going up to sticker price. No, 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 no. But let's say that you found a travel trailer for $19.9. Brand new. It's a 16-footer. <clears throat> had everything you're looking for. But you didn't pull the trigger because <clears throat> you hear all this horse manure on YouTube and on uh, from, from supposed RV experts that have never worked at an RV lot before, all oh, prices are really going to come down in 2023. Well, no, they're not. They're going to go up. So your best time to buy in 2023 is going to be January, February, March. Now, now, let's say you're not going to be ready to May or June. It's probably going to cost you probably an extra 5% to wait. I'm not talking about 10, 20, 30% more. I'm talking about you're probably going to pay between 4 and 5% more. That's what dealers have to raise the prices to to be profitable. Remember that 2022 is coming to a close. <clears throat> 
So dealers can close the books on the year taking some losses like they have. There's a lot of deals. There, Look, Curtis Trailers in Portland, Oregon took a major bath in a lot of inventory that they sold at the November show. I mean, it was all about just selling units. Haugen Group, if you listen to Haugen's podcast, they're telling you the same thing. They're taking big, huge, cold baths at the end of this year from September to this last week of December. They have taken some interesting hits, some really interesting losses on certain pieces of inventory so they can get ready for 2023. Stuff I haven't seen in years. I haven't seen this in 10 years. Okay. Now there's a difference on why they're doing it. 10 years ago is, oh my God, if I don't do this, I'm going to go out of business. Now it's like, oh crap, if I don't get rid of this inventory, then it, then I'm not going to be able to get the new stuff that manufacturers came out with. Like for example, the Coachman trailer I represent, we turned everything around. We got... We made our trailer lighter weight. And you got to credit my bosses, Red and Doug. You got to give them credit. They sat with him and a guy named Jeremy and a guy named Greg, and they put together a game plan before I even came on board to evolve the brand, evolve the trailer. So all these guys are like, oh, my God. I mean, I got to get rid of inventory so I can get this new stuff on my lot. So they took major baths. Trust me, I watched it happen, guys. I've been on the dealership side forever, for more than a decade. I know what things cost. There's no way you're discounting a fifth wheel 52% off MSRP and not losing money. So just, just think about those things, okay? Now the dealership is starting a brand new year. They've sold off some of their inventory. Not everybody. There's some folks that are stuffed full because they didn't see the light till later. But you're going to need to pull the trigger, folks. January, February, March. If you want to get something at a discounted price, my prediction is you're going to have to do it during early show season during the winter indoor show season so if you live in Mount montana you got the kalispell the missoula and the billing show coming up if you live in alberta canada you've got the calgary and edmonton indoor shows coming up that's gonna be the important part for you guys if you're worried about price more than anything I also want to give you a prediction about interest rates. Interest rates will hit 12% as a top-tier prime rate by September of next year. Right now, you're in the mid-8s to high-9s. I think the high end is going to hit 12% by September 2023. So if you think 9.5% is too much of an interest rate, just wait until 12% hits. So if you're waiting for interest rates to come down, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. Now, there are a lot of dealerships still using credit unions. And there are some banks, if you're putting a decent down payment, you can get in the sixes, sevens, and eights. But for the most part, folks, the average interest rate right now is 9.49. That's the average interest rate here as we end 2022 in the RV business. The subprime rate hasn't gone up. It's still 18%. But the prime rate average with 10% down, and 740 credit is nine and a half. So you're going to need to take it. So these shows that are coming up are going to be highly important for you guys across the United States, across Canada. 
And the reason why it's going to be so important is because a lot of dealerships, I'll give you an example. The Portland show, they probably use four or five credit unions. And those credit unions will do a specialty rate for them for that show. The Tacoma show, I know Apache Campers, I'm going to be up there, by the way, at the end of January, I'll be at the Tacoma show. They're going to have some kind of special rate they're going to get through the bank, their banks, for this show. <clears throat> so I want you to think about that as, as, as you're sitting down at the beginning of the January going, we're going to wait. Because interest rates are going to crash. Interest rates are going to come down. Prices are going to come down. Guys, it's not 2008 or nine. My buddy Ray Kent is a great human being. And he went through the Great Recession as an RV salesperson. But I don't foresee it crashing. If it was going to crash, it would already done it. You, you can't look you, you, you can't look at shipments. You can't look at retail reports right now because we don't know what kind of year to compare 2023 to. I'm going to predict it's going to be like 2018 all over again. That's my other prediction. <clears throat> In 2018, well, let me let me go backwards. I've said this before. In 2017, I was run, helping run uh, a, a little store called Beaumont, or uh, sorry, uh, Barbara RV in Ventura, California, and I ended up at Ventura RV Connection in Oxnard. When I went over to work for Martine, everybody was telling me that they're overstuffed because what happened was, is in 2017, you could not keep anything in stock. It was very similar to 2020. It wasn't quite like 2021 because obviously the demand was a lot higher because of the pandemic and the lockdowns. But 2020, it was pretty similar. When you got something in, it went out the door. You got something in, it went out the door. It was like you were turning inventory every 60 to 90 days and it didn't matter what it was. It was ridiculous. I mean, just people had this pent-up energy to go out and camp. And, and interest rates were decent. And, you know, you could get, you know, a 6% six, six rate on a, on a decent motorhome with 10% down. You know, people think 6%, that's high. Not on an RV, it's not. Back then, it was a really good rate. Heck, when I got in this business in 2010, folks... We were quoting 13.95%. And people were still buying RVs left and right. If they could qualify, I should say. So let's go step backwards a little bit because I'm getting a little off track here. So here's the bottom line with this. <coughs> Interest rates pricing is all going to stay the same or go up a little bit for the first three months and then it'll increment so in 2018 as i was saying all of a sudden it just came down to a jam it just slowed way down it wasn't because the market crashed in 2018 it's because interest rates went up a little bit it was an election year midterm Trump dominated everything. People would rather be glued to their TV than go out RVing. It was more entertaining to see what Trump was going to tweet than to go out to a national park. At least that's the joke we all told each other. But in reality, I actually turned around the dealership in Oxnard and actually was calling all the time my sales reps like I am right now going, hey, Bob, how many Salem's do you have on the lot right now? And he used to pluck me Salem's from dealers that weren't taking inventory because they were overstuffed. So I think this is going to be more like 2018. I really do. I think 
This this next year is going to almost mirror 2018. I know everybody's worried because interest rates are higher. But here's the bottom line. If you are a smart buyer, and all of you are, I don't think anybody realizes you're all smart people. You're all smart human beings. You just have to realize and come to conclusions that the television and the YouTube channels that are supposed experts that think things are just going to crash don't have an understanding that if everything was going to crash, why hasn't Warren Buffett sold all of his stock? Why hasn't Mark Cuban put up the Dallas Mavericks for sale? Why is Grant Cardone buying real estate at the highest interest rates there's been in 30, 40 years. Or sorry, 20, 25 years. Exaggeration. Why are guys soaking up real estate at 7 8% on a mortgage? I'll tell you why. Because they know interest rates will come down in the next few years and they can refinance the loan. <clears throat> My mom's a great example of this. I know it's going a little off, off subject, but she bought a property and she's at 5.85. But three years from now, interest rates are going to come down and she can refinance the house, shorten the term, and pay less interest. You can do the same thing with your RV. So if you're a $300 a month person and you found the right coach and you're at 300 bucks a month, but oh my God, 9.5% in three years refinance it. Shorten the term from whatever it is, a 15-year term down to a 10-year term and get the rate lower. If it's the same payment, you're going to save money in the long run. Heck, shrink it down to seven years. It doesn't matter. You're all very intelligent folks. You just have to realize that you have to play the game. I know most people don't want to, but you're going to have to play the game. Truck interest rates right now, if you, if you take the rebates... Are at six and seven percent. Did truck sales stall? No. Why? Because everybody that buys these big 2,500, 3,500 diesel trucks are like, they either pay them off real fast or they refinance it when the rates cut down. There's always ways to make money. It just takes a little bit of work. <clears throat> There's always ways to save money. It just takes a little bit of work. So the next thing I really want to kind of go over on the prediction side is I predict that manufacturers are going to slow down production to try to minimize or spread out, I should say, production so workers don't have three and four and five and six weeks and seven weeks a year of no work. I think we're I think we're gonna sp I think the manufacturer side across the board is gonna start spreading production out further out. I I, I think that you're gonna see a. a I just don't think that overall, from a factory standpoint, and I could be wrong, and somebody will probably correct me when, when they hear this. Uh, I heard that a couple of bigwigs at uh, Thor uh, listened to this podcast. But I, I, I just don't see factories wanting to close down more than they have this year. 
And I'm not talking about overflow lots. There's overflow factories that Springdale has and Coachman has and Forest River has all over the place. But I think you're going to see that production spread out more. So instead of building 200 a month, they're going to cut down to 100, 150. And I think a lot of it is just catch the dealers up. Still build the same amount of trailers over the course of the year that they did this year. But spread it out more. This is another reason why I've been telling people jump on. Whenever somebody asks me when's the best time to buy. When you find the right coach, the right unit, the right travel trailer, the right toy hauler, the right floor plan at, the, at a reasonable price. If that's tomorrow, pull the trigger. If it's three weeks from now, pull the trigger. Because the replacements are going to come in slower. Everybody's going, why? Well, let me let me tell you. When you shut down a factory, like right now, guys, there's 13 factories out there. They're shut down until February 1st. And I think they're going to learn and go, you know what? Instead of next year being shut down in January, <clears throat> why don't we just do less production during the spring and summer of this year so when the dealers come to RV Expo in September of 2023, their lots are 30-40% empty and they're ready to place orders. And we can keep our factory workers working October, November, December, January. <clears throat> I foresee that occurring. I, I, I think there's just been enough data and enough problems that COVID created that I don't even think the heads of every single RV company could even predict were going to happen. It was between the huge demand and the very short supply that we went through for almost three years. You have to think that they found out and grew now, there's some manufacturers that didn't grow at all, don't care, can do the same thing they've been doing for 50 years. <clears throat> but if you are me, and you're a team like the one I'm a part of, there's evolution to this. We evolved. Is there going to be a recession in 2023? Absolutely, folks. But it's not going to be a crash. It's already starting a correction. They're using the wrong term because a recession, you have to look at what the growth is supposed to be based on what we did in 2018-19, not what we did in 2020-2021 through this year. <clears throat> The problem is, is that inflation is here to stay. It's stabilized, but groceries are not going to go down in price. We are at the new norms with a lot of stuff. Gasoline prices here in Chiloquin, Oregon are $3.69 a gallon. Now that's $1.40 less than when I moved up here in November. But it will never reach $3. If it does, you can come slap me. I'll go stand in downtown Chiloquin on a day, tell you guys when to come down, just come slap me upside the head. California, your prices are never coming below $4 a gallon. I'm not talking about $3.98, $3.97. I'm talking about Los Angeles and San Francisco and all the big major cities, you get taxed to death. 
So we have to realize that at the end of the day, we are at our new norms. And we always figure it out. There will be a celebration of prices got cut down, but like I'll never go to Walmart and buy a gallon of milk for $1.99 again. I'll never be able to get a loaf of bread for 80 cents again. I'll never be able to buy a full gallon of generic store brand water for less than a dollar again. Canned foods are not going to be 50, 60 cents ever again. These high prices are here to stay. They'll come down a little. And we'll all get used to it. And as you could tell, I'm not an Armageddon guy. I've never been the Armageddon guy. But if you look, if you really look at the big picture, RVing has always been for those that have disposable income. <coughs> you have to live within your means. So I got my pay dramatically cut this year. This is the first year in nine years I made less than $100,000. I made 36000 this year. A lot of you are going to be shocked. I mean, $36,000. That's it. So we live within our means. I moved up into a fifth wheel. My family and I, in fact, we moved in this used fifth wheel. It's a 2019 Cougar 369 BHS. And we decided to go full time. We live on uh, my mom's property. <coughs> Times are slow. Times are tough. Do you think I'm never going to make a hundred grand again? Of course I am. Will it be in 2023? I doubt it. I think in 2024 I will. So it, you know, and, and some of the things that I've learned... And you learn. Like I've invested almost every dollar I can into my business, trying to grow my business. Yes, I have a job, but my business is the media company. It made $1,300 this year, plus another two grand and just stuff from doing the little things to help dealerships digitally. So I made $3,300 in 2023 through my business. That's gross. I didn't go spend it on anything more than the business. I bought microphones, bought a, uh, the new iPhone with huge amount of gig, huge amount of memory. I'm pouring every dime I make in the company to growing the company. The company gets paid first. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> so just when 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 it's all said and done, okay. You're not and people are not gonna stop camping, stop their lives because of things that have occurred. Look at look, look at Black Friday. Black Friday weekend, including Cyber Monday, almost $20 billion was spent in this economy. $20 billion. I told a bunch of my dealership friends, I go, if there's if people are spending that kind of money across the United States trinkets for Christmas or Hanukkah or, or uh, Kwanzaa whatever holidays you celebrate 
then that tells me 100% that everybody else doesn't believe that there's going to be a crash. Even if you adjust for inflation, that's still an incredible number. Absolutely incredible number. So you have to take into account all this stuff. That's why the predictions I'm giving you are trying to help you understand that the RV business is probably going to have a slowdown compared to the pandemic, to the lockdowns. But everybody did. I want you to think about how many businesses were failing and crashing at the beginning of 2020 that got revitalized because of lockdowns. And the reason why you guys get so much bad information from YouTube is because a bunch of people decided to go buy RVs and go full-time and it was successful and they made money and they were doing really well and they were starting remote work and then all of a sudden reality hit these companies these youtubers <clears throat> so they do things out of desperation because they were already failing <clears throat> before the pandemic carvana Let's use Carvana as an example, guys. Carvana is going to go out of business. They were failing before the pandemic. The pandemic saved Carvana. Saved a lot of car dealership. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I will name you, I could almost name you, 40 plus RV dealerships that were on the brink of bankruptcy in February of 2020. They, they got lucky. They got to sell all their inventory and they made a bunch of money. But guess what? Those bad business practices, they didn't go away. They got worse. So this is a correction that we're going to go through. This isn't a this isn't going to be one of those scenarios where, oh, the world's ending. It's 2008 again. No. These folks were going to be gone if the pandemic didn't happen. So they're going to go out of... I'm telling you, right now, I know my boss has to go and do two dealership bankruptcies. But by the way, when I looked into those dealerships, they were, going, they were on the brink of bankruptcy before COVID. COVID saved a lot of businesses. It killed a lot of businesses too. But at the end of the day, you can't depend on bad information. You want good information that's beyond mine? Josh the RV nerd. Josh is incredible. Matt's RV reviews, Miles RV, you know, Wingman doesn't do a terrible job. I think Wingman gets the wrong people sometimes. I think he interviews the wrong people. I really do. I think sometimes some of his dealer friends are out of their mind when they talk to him and give him such crap information. <laughs> But for the most part, Wingman Wisdom, he's pretty spot on with a lot of things. Just don't listen to his dealer friends that he interviews. Listen to him when he has certain things to say by himself on his YouTube channel. But his dealer friends, yeah, you, you, you really, 
You really don't want to listen to those guys. They're just they're jealous of Marcus Lemonis, most of them. And, and it, I don't know why you need to be jealous of that guy. <coughs> I worked for him. He's actually a good human being. The other thing I want to kind of say, if, if you've been hanging out for this whole time, is I, I really want to thank you guys. I really do. I, I want to give the biggest thank you for an incredible 2022. Yes, I didn't make hardly any money this year. But I felt like I made strides in growing my media company. <clears throat> so I started a media, started a company. Okay, it's called uh, Levingston RV Services Inc. DBA HB RV Lifestyle, DBA several other things. And it's all a media company. In fact, I'm transferring the company to this little town that I live in now called Chiloquin, Oregon. Town of 770 people. God, I love it. It's a great little town. But I felt like I got somewhere this year. I really do. First, I got out of California. But the, the, the first thing that really like hit me hard yesterday, I was telling my wife this is if you add up all the views from TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, and I'm talking about for the main channels, guys. I'm not talking about this podcast. I'll go over this podcast in a minute. I'm talking about HBRV Lifestyle, the YouTube channel, Honey Badger on TikTok, and KJBRV on Instagram. I hit five million views in my first full year of doing all this five million views i i couldn't believe it i was sitting there i've been sitting in shock i'm even shocked sitting here talking about it and, and I, I i have to thank all of you for it you guys are the one watching You guys are the ones that I've been so supportive. <clears throat> On the YouTube channel, with a little bit of luck, I'm 30 subscribers away from 4,000. So a little luck today, the you know, the 30th, the 31st. If I got 15 subscribers each day, I'll hit 4,000. That means I would have gained 3,000 this year. And for a small little YouTube channel, for a guy who doesn't know much about video editing, doesn't know much about camera work, doesn't know much about lighting, and has a personality of a honey badger, I felt that was pretty good. On TikTok, I hit 13,000 followers. 13,000. And Instagram, I hit 2,100. <clears throat> and and I, I, I just, I feel very humble. And I really want to thank you guys. This has been an incredible journey so far. <clears throat> and then for you, those of you that listen to this podcast... Between the YouTube channel, HBRV Lifestyle Podcast, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the whole shebang, 5,000 downloads since I started this in July. So five and a half months of doing this podcast, I got 5,000 downloads. To me, that's incredible. It was so incredible that I started... Last month, I started a HBRV Lifestyle channel on YouTube in Spanish. Because I know there's a lot of Hispanic shoppers 
in the United States, Canada, and even Mexico, and even South America, that watch my videos. You can see in the analytics page on YouTube, it tells you what countries watch you. And I'm like, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking countries, and my wife's Mexican, my kids are half Mexican. I'm like, I'm going to start the Spanish channel. So I started that, and I mean, that's going to, that's a project. I speak Spanish, but I'm not exactly the <clears throat> greatest talker on God's green earth. You know, it's just so freeing, guys, to, 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 I know most people don't understand this, but this is the happiest year I've had when it comes to um, making almost no money. I've had my frustrations. I've had my doubts. I just keep plugging forward and keep doing it. Um, it's incredible what you can do when you set your mind to it. When you see, I'd rather some, I keep hearing people, I'd rather work for a company and make 200 grand a year than start my own company and only make 30 grand the first year. <coughs> you know, I, I there's going to get a time and place where, you know, I'm going to start to, start an apparel part of the media company you know i'm gonna branch out create some t-shirts and hats and um i got a three companies um that i'm looking into that i could do online parts and accessories <clears throat> um There's just so much stuff that can be done, and, and, and you guys made it possible. And uh, I, I just I, I feel great and humbled by you guys. Really, and thank you. Now, what I'm hoping I can do next year, which isn't that far away, it's only now officially, I think, two days away, is I'm going to try to get an interview some really good dealers next year. I'm going to try to interview more sales reps. I'm going to try to interview some general managers of factories. I'm going to try to interview factory heads and, and production managers next year. So there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that, that I'm going to come out with in 2023. <clears throat> I'm going to expand more on the full-time videos. I'm going to do uh, redo a lot of my finance videos. Because my finance videos I did a year ago, year and, you know, 14, 15 months ago, they're getting, they, they're they're bad quality. <laughs> and and I, I look at my old videos on YouTube and I go, oh my God, how can people watch this crap? How can people watch me? I'm horrible. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm still not great, but I got a whole lot better towards the end of the year than I did at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, and, and I'm, I, the other thing very interesting, and this is something I really want to tell you. It, it got a little weird this year because I'm not a hugger, okay? And um, so, so I was at the Portland RV show September this year. I want to give you some highlights for 2022. So I was at the September... Uh, Portland RV show with Curtis trailers. And I was talking to Robbie and Kara and we were just chit chatting and Robbie having to walk away. We we're talking about putting light, you know, having a light put in the underbelly of the Clipper travel trailers. And so him and I are chit chatting about that. And he walked away and we walked away. He saw this couple come up to me and talk to me. This couple had follows me on YouTube. They're like, well, the reason why we're looking into, we came to the show is because we knew you were going to be here. And they sat around and asked me a bunch of questions and I sat and answered them. So if you guys see me at shows, you know, like I'm going to be at the Tacoma RV show here coming up uh, end of January uh, with Apache campers. 
So if, if you're in the Seattle area and you're going to go to the RV show and you come and see me, I'll have, I'll be in the Clipper Viking travel trailer display. Come check me out. I don't mind talking to folks and answering questions. Heck, I've gotten some people that stare at me at airports going, I wonder if we know that guy. That guy looks familiar. I've had people approach me in airports when I've been traveling. <clears throat> and and I actually had uh, two guys from National Car Rental that recognized me one night uh, when I was dropping off a car. And, and I, I'm not going to be, if I ever get to celebrity status, okay, um, I'm not going to be like those other folks where I won't talk to you. I might ask you to, here, email me your questions if I'm really busy. But it doesn't mean I won't take three or four minutes of, of, of my day to, to, to talk to you. And in November, November was very interesting in Portland because... At the, North, North, at the Expo Center in Portland in November, um, on Saturday, I got surrounded. And I, I just, I really appreciate everybody's patience. You know, I, I got surrounded by probably 20 groups of people, couples, families, that they just waited their turn for me to answer questions. And some people, oh, I was going to ask that question. And they heard the answer and they walked away. And, and I, <clears throat> I appreciate the patience, because I, I, I'm, I might be able to multitask sometimes, but a lot of time, most of the time when I'm trying to answer questions, I can only handle one question at a time. Um, the other thing I'm really going to concentrate on is shorter videos. I'm going to do a lot of shorts next year, um, so I'm going to do um, both short and long-form content on the same trailers that I film at shows. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, if I get lucky enough, and Josh, if you hear this, I'd like to collaborate with you. I'd like to get you on this podcast. Maybe we meet in Salt Lake City if you happen to be at the Bishes RV there. But I'd love to get, if you know Josh or you have you have contact with Josh, um, letting Josh, Mr. The Nerd, Josh the RV Nerd, know that one of my goals next year is to sit down and interview him. Because I think that would be just a great conversation. You have the guy in me who has absolutely, I'm not afraid to tell anybody how it really is. And he's got the tactful personality that I don't have. And I think it would just be an awesome interview. And I think it would just be an awesome collaboration with him. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to meet Matt unless I end up at the Hershey show next year. But that's another guy that would be great to interview. And then, you know, there, there's just a bunch of guys I, I really want to try to interview next year. Um, <clears throat> so at the end of the day, You, the fans, are the reason why I do this. You really are. You're, you, you, you guys, you know, there, there's, there's financial considerations that I hope to get to one day. But when you're a guy that makes $1,300 for the whole year in ad revenue, that's a, hundred, that's, that's a little over $100 a month. Uh, it breaks down to uh, half a penny an hour. It's, it's about you guys. Because if I continue to make it about you guys, the money will come. And that's how I feel about it. Um, 2022 has been a great year. But it's also been a very challenging year. 2022 is challenging because... We've been on such a roller coaster ride since February of 2020. We've been on an absolute, just brutal roller coaster. You know, I, I, I was talking to a good friend of mine 
Well, he's not a good friend. I should say he was a, a great acquaintance of mine. Because we don't talk as much as we used to. But he he had this... Um, this... Um, idea that he was going to work remote for the rest of his life. So he actually worked for a, a, a firm in San Francisco. And they offered him to go remote during <clears throat> COVID. So he picked up and he actually moved out of the state of California and moved to Idaho, moved to Boise, Idaho. And for 18 months, he enjoyed perfection, was making great money, uh, had a nice big house on a four acre piece of property just outside of Boise, Idaho. Bought himself a, a motorhome. I helped him purchase his brand new motorhome from Dennis Dillon RV out there. And he called me four weeks ago. And he was fired because he couldn't come back to the office. And he was having, and, and today he called me and he's having a really really tough time finding a job in Boise. So he's taking a really bad hit on his house to move back to San Francisco to go back to work in the tech field he's in. We thought we were going to get this dream scenario where we could work remote for the rest of our lives. And companies found out that production fell off, continuity fell apart. They're like, oh no, you got to be in the office two to three days a week now. There's, now it's half remote now. <coughs> so I have another friend of mine that <clears throat> moved, uh, he actually moved up to um, Placerville, California. And his office is in San Francisco. And he has to drive two hours and 45 minutes in traffic each way, two days a week to go to the office. Because remote works, they don't want 100% remote, remote work anymore. Are there remote jobs everywhere? Sure, there are still remote jobs everywhere. But it's that roller coaster ride of we thought everybody was going to be able to go remote. Commercial offices were becoming vacant. And companies said, to hell with that. We're, we're going back to work. We're, we we got to get continuity back. We got to get production back up. <clears throat> I work remote. But it's different for me because <clears throat> the factory's in Michigan, but my territory's in the West Coast. Inflation killed us this year. <clears throat> Inflation was terrible. Politics was terrible. A lot of terrible things happened. Afghanistan. I mean, the shootings. But the one thing that stays consistently good the one thing, guys, that we can all depend on is somebody asked me the other day, somebody, somebody had, the other day accused me of being a racist. Straight up, sent me this email saying that I'm a racist prick and that, what was the exact words? The exact words were, uh, let me think, they were, uh, oh, that I am a privileged a uh, white uh, supremacist. By the way, this was when I looked up the email on Facebook. It was a white woman that called me this. I'm finding <coughs> that the one lifestyle 
that when you go out camping, when you go out RVing, when you go out anywhere, and you have a, it doesn't matter if you have a 18 foot travel trailer or a 45 foot $2 million diesel pusher, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Mexican, Asian, Middle Eastern, Jewish, Muslim. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your socioeconomic class is. It's the one part where we all have something in common, and that's adventure. It's the one place that's still America. That's still the land of immigrants. That's still the land of opportunity, the land of equality. It's the one place where it doesn't matter if you're you carry a red card or a blue card. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal. It doesn't matter because we all surround ourselves around the same campfire because we're looking for the three things We're looking for adventure, we're looking for relaxation, and we're looking to get away from the grind of every day. And, you know, I, I wish everybody could enjoy this lifestyle. I really do. I, I actually think that if everybody could do RVing or camping or some sort of gathering where it didn't matter what the color of your skin is or where you were born I believe our country would be in a better spot socially I think the, the a lot of the a lot of the 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 terms of endearment we give each other of wokeness or conservatism or white supremacy or this or that would slowly go away if everybody could enjoy the RV lifestyle. And the reason why is because it gets you away from the stress of your everyday life. People are totally different when they're out in the campfire with a bunch of strangers they never met before that they probably will never see again They are different than they are with than what they are with their neighbors. Because everybody's so worried about being politically correct to their neighbor or the coworker that you have this pent up frustration of, man, I just want to be myself. And say I don't like a movie. And say I don't like a radio show. And say I don't like a politician. And not get called names for it. And, and, and that's what this lifestyle is. This lifestyle, it's just so inclusive. There's no divisiveness in RVing. If there is, it's so small that a lot of times those folks don't even want to be around people in general. But I've watched the most angry people in the world in regular life be the most awesome, compassionate, helping people when they're out RVing. Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you so much for all of your support. And I'm going to make 2023 even better than 2022 for you, the fans. Be safe and enjoy.